to Extra Point right here on KDUS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDUS1060.com and with the KDUS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. This was such a fun segment that we did all NFL season long, and we're really looking forward to bringing it to you once again. We're popping on out to the KDOS hotline. It's Brian Blewis, the betting director with Pro Football Network. You can follow all of their work over on Twitter at PFN Bets. You can also follow Brian at Brian Blewis PFN or just head over to the website PFNBetting.com. But looking into the NFL props for the season, and then as the season goes on, game to game props brian it's bob and kayla thanks so much for joining the program today how are you yeah absolutely i'm doing great uh, we're finally getting close to uh, the football season um, we're almost approaching the end of me having to pick preseason games for our site i'm not a big fan of betting on meaningless games but football is football <laughs> i'm happy to be here to talk to you guys today Yes, uh, we're definitely looking forward to games that count and maybe all of your expertise of watching those preseason games to help us figure out what to do for some season-long props and some win totals, etc. So let's dive into it here. But first, you know, Brian, you are with Pro Football Network and, you know, you've done this quite quite a while now as well. Do you have a particular philosophy do you, that you subscribe to? Are there ways in which you t- try to take different angles on things when you look at things within the prop market yeah with the season long props i've learned the hard way to i kind of favor now unders instead of overs the big reason for that obviously because of injuries like a lot of people like one kind of trap within these lines like wow that number feels really low but the risk of injury is always really factored in i learned this the hard way a few years ago I was a big sam bradford guy when he was coming out and entering his second season i was expecting him to have a pretty big year throwing the football, especially I thought it would be a bad Jets team. And then he gets mono, I believe it was the second week of the season, my bet like lost already. So since then, unless I really like an over, I tend to be under on these props. What do you look for in preseason football? Uh, does anything that happens in the preseason, short of an injury, alter your thought process for the regular season? Yes and no. I try not to, like, say that the starters look really good in preseason action. I tend not to. Uh-oh. Looks like we've lost Brian there, so we'll try to get Brian back. He didn't like my question. That's what the deal was. Yeah, let me give him a quick call back. <laughs> okay, no problem. So that's one thing. I Obviously, you know, I'm not a preseason guy at all, as we've mentioned many times. I'm sure people are tired of me talking about it. But if you're still listening after all these years, I've been saying it for 30-something years now. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, for me, it's not, not going to change. But uh, I think that's uh, interesting how you people that do watch preseason games, and you know, there are plenty of people that you know, now make money off of it. Uh, some in the, uh, you know, during the uh, you know, actual you know, point spreads from week to week in the preseason, etc. So uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see how that kind of whole thing whole thing works out and we'll see how that goes now all right well we have brian back and uh you know we were joking there that you didn't like uh bob's preseason question my first <laughs> question no, i got a boom <laughs> yeah go, no go i got ahead. caught off i was in the middle of uh giving some analysis there and feedback to bob's question so it really depends like, if a team does really well in the preseason, the stars look really good, I'm not trying to overrate them too much. 
And the example I was giving was a few years ago, back in 2015 with the new look Eagles under Chip Kelly when he became general manager. I remember watching that first team offense blow out the Packers. I'm like, wow, like mm. Sam Braff MVP year, DeMarco Murray offensive player of the year. And then you get to week one, they come out really flat against the Falcons. But what I do look yeah. for more is like if teams tend to struggle. Like you've seen Bryce Young and the Panthers so far. Like that offensive line has not really given any protection. Young looks a little overwhelmed to start. So I've kind of become a little, bull, little less bullish with the Panthers this season, for example. That Eagles, that was the dream team, wasn't it, when they put those guys together? That's what, I think that's what it was called at the time. That was actually the second dream team. The first dream team oh, was okay. under Andy Reid with Michael Vick. Oh, okay. But then they had a similar that's, offseason that's right. two years later. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll give yeah. you that. Uh, we'll count it. <laughs> Perfect. Dream team, dream team two. There we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brian Blue is betting director with Pro Football Network. Follow uh, PFN Bets on Twitter as well as pfnbetting.com. Let's start here with the quarterbacks and this Miami offense. It's poised to put up some big numbers, yards, and points. Last year, though, there were very serious injuries to contend with for Tua. 13 games played. He threw for 3,548 yards. His current number is over under 3,800.5 yards. Is it worth looking at Tua or kind of some of the things that you just talked about, injury concerns scare you off of this prop? Yeah, I mean, this is where this is bet on if Tua is going to stay healthy. I mean, if he plays the entire season, then like this is a lot to go over. And if he plays most of the season, this is pretty much a lot to go over too. But for me, I'm a little hesitant given his injury history, especially with uh, the concussions. But those could be considered kind of fluky injuries too. And that can really happen to anybody. And his really happened and a really close stand last season. So really, as long as you think he's going to buy at least like 15 games a season, I mean, they're going to miss two there. Maybe you think they'll miss, they'll miss the final week of the season. The Dolphins are in contention of their starters. But like with Dylan Waddle, Tyree Hill, this is one of the most explosive offense in the NFL. Though they did kind of slow down a little bit towards the end of last season. If you look at the numbers, their passing offense really sat a little bit as he got later on. There's some speculation that uh, defense might have called out to them or maybe Tua was playing her. But either way, that number is really bet on how many games Tua is going to play this season. Kind of go back to my curiosity regarding your, your process here. Do you like to formulate a game plan kind of during the offseason and, and maybe adjust some of that uh, you know, depending on what you see there happens uh, on the field or off or preseason or no preseason or training camp or whatever, you just kind of uh, adjust as you, you kind of go along? Or how's that work for you? Yeah, so I was really kind of looking at last year's numbers and really like what, what stood out to me, what seems real, what seems fake, who is due for some regression, both positive and negative. Like I'll give one example of a player prop under that I took because I think guy is due for some negative regression, and that's uh, Christian Watson on the Packers. Yeah, I know. I know you guys remember last year that stretch where he was just unbelievable. He had seven mm-hmm. touchdowns in a four-week stretch last season, but those are all seven of those touchdowns from the regular season, and that included three against the Cowboys and a garbage time score against the Eagles Sunday Night Football. And last year, of all his targets, eleven percent that went for a touchdown. That's a pretty unsustainable number, and what I think will definitely come down this year, especially with Dora uh, Love on our center as opposed to Aaron Rodgers. And they're not going to be as good of a team this year. I mean, Rodgers wasn't that good last year for his standards, but I'm still banking on. I'll still be surprised if Jordan Love has a better season this year than Aaron Rodgers did last season. And 
Christian and Christian Watson under five and a half receiving touchdowns. That's the number I got it at, and I think that's that's one of my favorite uh, player props I've taken for the season so far. Geno Smith last year took everyone by surprise. He was out there with a near 70% completion percentage and 4,282 yards. You'll also have rookie wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba when he comes back from wrist surgery, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Plus, you have a run game that can be very complimentary for the Seahawks offense. So when you look at kind of trying to figure out who is the real Geno Smith and the, all the different playmakers that are on that particular offense, do you do you like Geno Smith in a in a yards prop? Do you like anyone else on the offense as well? Oh, I love Geno. I think his what, how he played last year. I think his breakup season was real. Even though like they're still rare to see those quarterbacks like thirty and above have those breakup seasons late in their career. They're not totally like unheard of. And I think that everything we saw from Geno is pretty sustainable. I mean, he has the same coaching staff as last season. The same playmakers, even though he's a little banged up right now, he might have the best wide receiver trio in the NFL with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and the Jefferson and the Jigba. And if you look at the numbers, you look at the advanced stats, I mean, you called it with his completion percentage, but when you're factoring in completion percentage above expectation and EPA per play, that's a nice stat that a lot of uh, people in analytics community like to use kind of just measure efficiency. He was a, he ranked seventh in that stat category last year. And now that he has a full another full season under his belt, they got they gave him the extension last year. They didn't draft any quarterbacks despite them picking the top five. They seem really committed to him. I expect some big things from Geno again this year in the field. Okay, so Kayla's the prop queen here. Uh, season win totals is something that I've been betting on for several years now. I don't bet many teams over actually in season props, but the Saints almost have to be healthier this season. They have a stable oh, yeah. quarterback situation. Also, I think they have a very favorable schedule, so the Saints over under nine and a half wins this season. I'm with you on that over, man. That's one of my favorite overs for the year, and you really nailed the head for the two reasons why I like them. Well, three, including Derek Carr. If you look at their schedule, it's pretty much a joke. I mean, they yeah. play an easy division in football, and they're playing the second easiest division of football in the AFC South. So that's like 10, win- that's for 10 really winnable games right there. And another another category they're due for some regression is they really didn't force any turnovers on defense last year. And teams that didn't force many turnovers the year before or first fourth lot turnovers, that tends to regress to the other direction. And if you look at the quarterbacks they're playing this year, I mean, they're facing, facing a rookie, Bryce Young twice. They're facing Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask twice, Desmond Ritter twice with the Falcons, and then some other inexperienced quarterbacks across the board. I expect a lot more takeaways and forced turnovers from uh, this unit this year. And like you said, too, they're definitely healthier this year also. The one um, skepticism for the Saints could be, a lot of people don't think Dennis Allen's a good coach, and rightfully so. But we've seen worse coaches lead teams to 10-plus wins in regular season before. Like, I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl, but I'm with you on that over. I'll stick there with the Saints here because I was looking into the the expectations that right uh, this offense has to be better. You actually have Derek Carr who can sling the ball around. So looking into his uh, over under 3,650 and a half yards, Chris Olave and the expectations for him. But the question mark here, does some of those yards get taken away with Michael Thomas back? So how do you kind of navigate what you think about the win total and everything that they have in terms of what their schedule is and how that correlates to some of the prop numbers? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, 
Now I talked about Michael Thomas. I had a fantasy, fantasy draft uh, last weekend. And one of my friends is like, last year, kept telling everybody, if Michael Thomas is healthy, I would have won all my leagues. I'm like, that's the biggest answer <laughs> football. You can't, you can't depend on the guy to stay healthy. And if you're not betting on Chris Olave, props, you're about Michael Thomas, then uh, that's the wrong process. I mean, we haven't given, we haven't had any evidence that Michael Thomas would stay healthy for more than a few games, or alone the entire season, to cut into a guy like Chris Olave's target share and the guy was unbelievable as a rookie last year, and we tend to see a lot of these jumps from, like, rookies that tend to impress in year one to year two. I mean, we saw that last year with Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Amon Rossi Brown, and Chris Olave is definitely poised for that this year. And I'm even looking aside from his uh, receiving yard total for the season. I did some big, I did some uh, long-shot flyers on Chris Olave. I uh, bet him to be a reception leader at 40-1. Uh, to 1. And I even like a little bit of offense for the year uh, sprinkle. I mean, when I'm betting futures, because you're going to wait like a few months for these bets to cash, I'm looking for long shots. And I'm looking for guys who I can think have breakout seasons. And even though Andy Dalton hold his, held his own last year, their car's definitely upgrade a quarterback. And it's the second year for Chris Olave. And I'm expecting a huge year from him. Okay, Alavi and Michael Thomas both went to Ohio State. So let's keep this in the state of Ohio for my side here. The Bengals. Under 11 and a half wins. That's kind of more of my history as season win totals is, you know, betting the high numbers under. Tough schedule. Joe Burrow has almost been out of all the training camp. The starting safeties from last year both left during free agency. That was one of their strengths of their defense. So how about the Bengals under 11 and a half wins? Bob, I promise I'm not just agreeing with you guys on everything because I'm on your show, but I'm with you on this under too. I don't tend to – I don't like to bet too many win totals. Well, I'll correct myself. I say I don't like to bet too many win totals. I don't, I don't like to wait for minus 110 action for however many months. But then I get too convinced by different numbers. I think they're too big of a lock. So I'm going to take them anyway. And this Bengals under was one of the win total bets I've taken so far this year. And uh, pretty much for the same reasons you mentioned, um, besides those starting safeties and having a difficult schedule, I'm a little worried about Burrow's health. I mean, even though he's not expected to miss any time, he's probably going to play for week one. This is an injury that easily, easily could be re-aggravated at some point this season. And uh, if they do lose Burrow for some time, I mean, going back to how the preseason impact their betting, I don't know if you guys have watched any uh, preseason action of the Bengals, but their backups was horrible. They give you no confidence in the Bengals if Burrow is going to miss any time. And they do miss any time. They're going to fall behind really fast in their division. I mean, the Browns are one of my favorite future teams this year. The Ravens are going to be really good. And the Steelers are even, I mean, Back to talk about the preseason, the Steelers' offense was incredible in the preseason. Uh, and if all the teams projected finish last in their division, they're probably the most talented of the fun. So I'm with you on that under. Brian Blewis, betting director with Pro Football Network. You can follow Pro Football Network bets, PFN bets on Twitter, as well as pfnbetting.com on the ground here. So uh, it's always interesting to try to figure out what to do with running backs with Bill Belichick. Ramadre Stevenson, he really showed a lot of promise last year, but the ball kind of got taken out of his hands a couple of different times. He's sitting at 875 and a half yards. Ezekiel Elliott brought in, you'd have to think, helping punch things in in short yardage situations and also also some pass blocking he's at a really low number of 375 and a half yards so how do you like uh this running tandem for the patriots yeah i mean with the signing ezekiel elliott i don't have to factor in too much for every down work for stevenson but you nail on the head or that speaks more of that like goal line back nowadays i mean like anybody that watched cowboys games the last couple of years knew that power is a far superior back but Zeke's still pretty effective in the short yard situations where you just need him to get 
one, two, three yards. So I never want to count to get anything more than that, obviously. And the Houston number's pretty low. And uh, while I don't know what the yardage was before they signed Zeke, I bet it was factored in that, they're, that they were going to sign a running back because before they signed Zeke, they're also linked to Dalvin Cook. But Stevens and last year went over 1,000 yards with just 210 carries. This has 343 carries for his career. So that, he, that wear and tear hasn't really caught up to him yet. He's only the third season in the league. And he did split time a little bit last year, too. So, like I said, you can, any player can get injured, so you don't really want to just set any players under thinking they're just injured. But this is a pretty good – I still would take the over on Stevenson. Like, I don't think Zeke is good enough to really steal so many carries away from Stevenson on early downs before they get into the red zone near the goal line. I'll move him up on my fantasy draft again. I go up and down yeah. every day, seemingly Stevenson. So, okay, good there. Go, go, go ahead, Kayla. Okay, uh, Nick Chubb, he's currently plus 450 to lead the NFL in rushing yards. Derek Henry at plus 650 and Jonathan Taylor at plus 900. We don't really know what the status is now of Jonathan Taylor, who he's playing for, what's happening there. But when you come to looking at NFL rushing yards prop, do you like any of these particular totals? Yeah, one of them I like. And this is one that's going to be a little controversial. Is on Robinson at uh, ten to one? I mean, hmm. if it wasn't for the team that he played for and the coach that he played for, you, he would be a higher favorite for sure. Well, actually, I'll say not the team he played, but the coach he played for. People a little worried that uh, people love PCSC Arthur Smith and Kyle Pitts usage. That's because he's drafting the top ten doesn't easily get him the ball. But this Falcons offense is one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL last season with Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson and. I think these are odds would be too good to keep off the field and not give him the ball. That he's worth a flyer at. Uh, he's ten to one at DraftKings. I think he was fourteen to one at one point at FanDuel. But uh, if you're not looking to bet one of the favorites and Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry, I think he's a good flyer. But uh, if I had to pick one guy, regardless of odds, I think Chubb is uh, the odds-on favorite for sure. And as we wrap this conversation up with you here, Brian, today, are there any player props that you really like this year that we haven't discussed, whether it's quarterbacks in their yards, touchdown throws, running backs in their yards, or rushing touchdowns? Yeah, one uh, prop I really like, I'll give credit to my colleague uh, Kyle Sopke, one of our uh, betting and fantasy analysts here at Pro Football Network, is uh, Justin Herbert to lead the league in passing yards at plus 700. He has a new offense coordinator here in Keller Moore after uh, they let go of – much criticized offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi was the OC in New Orleans with, with uh, Drew Brees, and he basically coached Justin Herbert the last two years like he was Drew Brees in his late 30s. He had an average at the target of only seven yards per attempt, while Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore's offense was 8.7 ADOT. So Justin Herbert, and he also, who also played with the rib injury all last year, they'll probably let him cook a lot more in his offense, let him attack down the field a lot more. They drafted Quinton Johnson in the first round, who's that big target, deep threat, kind of like Mike Williams as well. I'm going to expect them to really air it out and really take the training wheels off of Justin Herbert and really let him back down feel a lot more. So, if you're looking for someone to lead league in passing guards besides Patrick Mahomes, I think Justin Herbert's a good bet. Brian, this has been great. We look forward to kicking off the season with you. Uh, we won't have you on next week, but we'll have you on the following week. Looking forward to all of that. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Have a great weekend, guys. You as well. Brian Blue is there, betting director with Pro Football Network. Follow uh, them on Twitter, PFN Bets, as well as PFNBetting.com.